This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I'm Matt Bungard and alongside me as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good everybody. All right, uh, Mitch, uh, another week in the book. We don't have any breaking news this Wednesday, which is rare. Last couple of weeks, things have been sort of blindsiding us. This week, it's just stadium bullshit, which neither of us care about. So, yeah, yeah let's just I mean, on, I yeah, suppose. exactly. It's like political chess, but it's half it, one half it's in the rugby league news cycle. That's true. Yeah, don't care. Um, I think they should burn down Leichhardt Oval, is my take on the stadium debate. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I do like how um only thing I found funny is the old mate Palashuk up there likes being she she's happy to be the pawn. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, if you no. <laughs> but she's like, you know, oh, we we love Peter Valentis, you know, up here. You know, he's gonna get it's, it's great. I like uh, I that. Yeah, not gonna not gonna say what no, I was gonna say. Let's say crack it. for no, you can't. Can't say it. Um Coltrane Cup, before we move on, uh, new to the show, Coltrane Cup is our weekly uh, tipping competition where you pick one match per week. One of the wrinkles is you have to pick every team at least once throughout the season. And our leader, Ems Brasta, had not yet picked the Manly Sea Eagles. So unfortunately, she has become unstuck and has dropped to third place on the on the leaderboard. Geez, that's a big fall. Yeah, well, I guess it's just on four and against. So it's her and yeah. uh, this three. So Reese didn't leapfrog her because his four and against is worse. So there's now four people tied for first with various four and against uh, margins. And two of them still have knights, and she's not one of them. So I reckon she's still a red hot chance. Yeah, well, the like she got her knights pick off at a genius time. Like the, the, the tigers, tigers without it. Hastings. Yeah. But somehow the knights still have like, they still have the titans. And I don't think they're going to win. But I guess that's the one you go for and hope, and hope. Yeah, uh, I I have three teams left to pick, and the Knights are one of them. So I'm picking them this week because I have to. <laughs> so there you go. This Doesn't week matter. against the Raiders. I have to. I got Titans yeah. and Warriors left. What do you want? And they're yeah, both. I've got to tip all three. I've got to tip three home games as well. So oh, there you go. Yeah, you can't even get yeah. Knights next week. There you go. No. So you, you're in a pretty Knights. tough spot considering how shit mean you've done this year. <laughs> like you're, well, you're really in a spot. It's just my whatever. We haven't planned it very well this year. No, we We can't win if we could win. We'd. We can just yeah, say that we're tanking. We can just say that I we're not taking I came third and four and against last year's, you know. So. Yeah, that's Valandy Ball. Like, I think... Yeah. It was the easiest like year of Coltrane year. ever. This yeah. year's oh, still no, easier, yeah. even though we've done bad. Well, it's 2016 was pretty fact. easy because every second week you just picked against Newcastle, who won one game in the entire season. So, yeah. Well, we, well me and you have the tough part when we do this. We pick it on like a Tuesday night or whatever, and that's usually We also don't put in any prep at all. Yeah, I know. That's what. That's part of it. We pick it on air on a Tuesday. It's like if I picked it on Friday, like Thursday afternoon, we'd do better. Exactly. But, we but yeah, anyway, want, Newcastle for me this week. If they yeah. win, I don't give a shit. It's fine. Um, and... I need to pick two home and one away in the rest of the season, and I can only not nice. pick the Sharks. That's it. Yep. All right, and we've got rookie mm. takes again. Wait, I haven't this... picked anyone. Let me pick. Oh. <laughs> uh, just quickly having a squeeze here. Who did I pick last week? I took the Sharks. They played the Tigers, so I can't take the Roosters. I was just looking at... Um. Gee, uh, I'll just go Cowboys. Like, okay. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they lost to the Warriors. Yeah. I really wouldn't. But, man, I have this weird year that I planned on saving using, like, you know, triples of the good teams. And it's like the yeah. Storm and Panthers now. It's like, oh, yeah. Well, that was the thing. Like, one of our leaders hadn't tipped Penrith yet last week. And we were like, oh, shit, dude. Like, you, you better. Like, <laughs> when are you going to when are you gonna pick them? Like, yeah, um, I'll take the Cowboys up. Yeah, I literally would have to tip the, like, 
if the, if there was a week where the Knights, Titans, and Warriors were all away this week, I would just be disqualified from the competition. So, <laughs> mm. so which might trip some people up at the end of the year. I won't obviously not going to check everyone's, but I will like to check the winners' tips again at the end and make sure they didn't screw up. But if they did, yeah. it's my fault. So. <laughs> All right, uh, and Rookie Takes. Again, if you're a new listener, Rookie Takes is our weekly segment where people submit some of the worst rugby league opinions of the week. Uh, read out five of them. Uh, we nominate the winner. Last week, uh, what did win last week? Uh, Quite take week, though. Yeah, not a, well, I mean, last the last couple of weeks before this one were great. Uh, yeah, the guy that said Paul Kent should run the NRL one last week. So good job. Um, yeah, that was... All right, this, yeah. yeah. Uh, this week, it's not really a take, but again, the, the, the cupboard is bare. It's just all the photos of like Josh Alloy supporting Manasi Finu after being one of the players who didn't want to play with a rainbow in his jersey because it was morally yeah. wrong. But I mean, we 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 already remember that anyway. We know they're going to support their mates like that. They just get, we yeah, just this, know that it's like, not surprising, but that doesn't mean we can't make fun of it. No, oh, hundred percent, I'm with you. But it's like, yeah, we know that's exactly what they're going to do. Like, correct. Yeah, and they don't, and um, he doesn't think he's being a hypocrite at all. No, of course you know. not. Yeah, <laughs> why would he? Um, just a different kind of stabbing. All right, uh, Matterford. Uh, says 50k people at Suncorp or 100k people at Homebush. A no-brainer, really. The TV audience won't change. If only Queensland had a world-class stadium. Why is this in rookie takes? Let him speak. I mean... I mean, aside from the factual inaccuracies of the stadium capacity at Homebush and also Suncorp not being good, I don't see any problems with that. Yeah, but uh, I, I get that. I mean, again, if the Queensland were going to get... If it was like even even keel right, and Queensland were going to get it, Someone has to make up the difference in the in what they'd make up. So the Queens are probably to pay that. The government probably to pay the difference what they would have made at Sydney Wells, essentially, you know? Yeah. And I wouldn't miss out on it. But uh yeah, like I don't really like again, we're not getting this bloody stadium, but I don't really care. No. Honestly. But grand final should probably be played. I mean, I'd here. obviously want it to be here because in case we make it, like me and Pop couldn't go last year because, you know. And I didn't want to go up without him, so I didn't. Well, makes we tickets lost, more expensive. So... The other problem is, mate, tickets are more expensive, mate. Forty thousand would makes it actually cost more for you to go. That is true. All right, uh, we got Mysa Deeb on the Canterbury uh, Bulldogs Facebook page. Next time, wait until we win before posting cinematic videos of the boys playing cricket and being tourists in New Zealand. They're on holiday mode. They do not want to be on the field. They want to be out fishing and eating at restaurants. I love these are it's probably my favorite genre of take when mm. a team does anything at all, like content wise, it's not specifically uh not specifically devoted to on field product, and you get these people like, Oh, they should concentrate on winning. It's like, what do you want them to do? <laughs> like Player leaves house and they're furious. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> like these people won't be happy unless they're either asleep or like at the training ground watching film. There is no yeah, room they- for anything else. Oh, Going to the grocery store, are we getting well, groceries? I mean, not, not to <laughs> not to get stuck on the pride jersey stuff again, but that's a classic of that genre. Whenever a team posts like a pride jersey or a women anti racism jersey, you always get comments going, "How about they just focus on winning?" It's like you, I, I don't think like, I don't think like Matt Burton would be in the factory like overseeing the production of these special jerseys. I think he's, I think, I don't think you have to worry about that, but. Nevertheless, okay, you 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 stay outraged about this. You know who would be though, Adam Reynolds, mate, because everything he touches, mate. That he read mm. the renovation, as I said, renovation and the Kevolution, <laughs> working together. Renovation is very good. How did this? How did that take you like twenty something weeks to come up with? Well, I, I didn't. I stole that one, but I'm not going to well, tell I, you I, I stole it from. <laughs> that's good. Just take it. It's yours now. Yeah, like I mean, if, 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 Kevolution is mine. That is mine. Yes. But uh, that was 
that was stolen. Uh, 06 Vibes, Nick Campton's we went with, but the renovation is a great one because mm. it actually it works quite well with the Broncos change since he's been there. So, um, but you just know, yep. mate, he would he'd have been down he'd have been down at the factory, mate. He'd have flown over to Indonesia or something and had a visit, just overseeing everything, mate. And focusing on winning at the same time, he's always focused on winning. Adam Reynolds. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Focus on winning. Yeah. Great. Uh, Braden, with Sorolla now confirmed at the Bulls, I think the Titans could do a hell of a lot worse than offering Nick Potter a very competitively compensated gig as an assistant coach. Obviously talented, and Holbrook obviously needs some quality help. I mean, the last bit of that is true. But like, What's the, what's the rookie take here? Why Why would you not... Why would Holbrook... Mm. Yeah, like... What, the, you know, the better putting people under Holbrook is sort yeah. of like shuffling the deck chairs on the Titanic. I agree with the last part of it, but like a very, like you're not going to, Mick Potter's like, his portfolio has risen up a fair bit in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's, that would be a very strange career move and it would make absolutely no sense. Uh, but if the top, if any club were to just pay massive overs for an assistant coach, it would be them. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, the best job in rugby league, if you're not a head coach is a Panthers assistant because it makes you a head coach. That's true. Now, what if we add this Mick Potter run into being a Panthers assistant? He might get like $2 million a year next. In, in that That's true. You should time. yeah go work under Ivan for a year and then... He should and get a giant offer from someone. Someone. Uh, no, that's but, Yeah, idea. I'm with you on that one. It's like, uh, you obviously, quality assistants make a difference. And some guys are just career assistants that they want to be or they've had their integrate chance and failed. But generally, they work quite well underneath a vibes type guy, like a do, like a, a, a man motivator. Like, like Wayne, Wayne Bennett for, for a long Kevin time, Walters. man motivator. Yeah. Or like... Now Meninga at origin level. Yeah, that's it. They work quite well under those guys. Uh, again, we've spoken about the motivational skills of Justin Holbrook. I, uh, yes, I don't know. Uh, although, it would give Holbrook <laughs> another person to blame. So... Good. Oh, you know what? That might be a good hire. You're right. It'd be like, mate, look, I set Mick Potter up to succeed and he's gone out there and they've lost. Look, he does the attack. <laughs> don't don't worry about don't worry about me. That's yeah. all. That's Mick's domain. I'm just yeah. I'm just overseeing things. All the tries we score, I was working on those. And the ones we don't, Mick. That was Mick his was ideas. Every ended an error that was a Mick Potter play. You know, yep. it's a great idea. <laughs> okay, good. I ret- disavow. It's a, and, it's a uh, veteran take. <laughs> yeah, we flipped it. Dr. Albert Rostrum. I do not know if this is a real person or not, but I'm invoking Poe's law again. If the South's Rabbitohs are unable to play in the 2023 comp as they won't have a ground on which to play, I can assure the NRL that my mighty North Sydney Bears are ready, willing, and able to take the field at North Sydney Oval and resume where we left off in 1999. Hashtag stand aside. So he can assure the NRL. Can the Bears assure the NRL? <laughs> if you like, look, I mean, I assume that someone has already asked Greg Florimo about this, and he's already said yes, we're ready. Yeah, of course. I mean, that, he's never said no. That's true. He's like, yeah, um, we've got all the all the players are signed up. Like, not a great. I haven't even seen that. So does it mean like, if South need a new stadium, right? Would it not yeah. be instead of saying just replace them with the Bears? Wouldn't be maybe they can play at North Sydney Oval? It's still a bad take, but that would be like. The least accurate kind of take on this one, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, not not a, not a banner week for rookie takes. It must be said. It's not. Oh well, great. It's not our fault. That's the listeners' fault. Um, <laughs> the take of us, mate. Yeah. And with that said, let's get into the questions. Are you serious? We're gonna have any questions. Okay. Question time over on patreon.com for just NRL Boom Rookies. If you want to guarantee your question gets answered on this podcast every week. Anyway, first one, Cam Beswick. 
I don't think we're going to do this, but he said, name an all NRL error 13 for each of your teams and also for the whole comp. And then he asks, one, Billy or Teddy, seven, Joey Cronk or Thurston. Oh, okay. I see. 13, Gal or Lol or Tamalolo. I mean, 13. I'm, Paul Gallon is the first one of those I knock off of any of those discussions. Mm. Don't be silly. He's a winner. He's a winner. He's a, but like, <laughs> okay, for his, so the thing with the number seven jersey, people are going to sit here and scream about Andrew Johns. Half of his career was not in the NRL, though. Correct. That's what I'm about to say. That's it. Like, he has one NRL premiership. Yeah. I That's think it. NRL era, it's Kronk. It, has, it can only be one of Kronk or Thurston. And I think it, I honestly think it's Kronk because just because purely he played in the seven jersey that entire time as well. Yeah. Whilst Thurston was truly pretty much always the seven, he was often the six. I'm okay but, with just putting them as both halves, six, seven. Yeah, and uh, that's it. But like Joey, what finished in 2007, played two games then, but he played three games in 2004. And obviously, whilst he he debuted in 93, you know, he played NRL footy from 98 to 2006, essentially. But one of his comps is the ARL in 97. Yeah. Let's let's just speed run this. All right, so fullback, I'm saying Billy. Billy Slater still over Teddy. Teddy's getting up there, so is Trell, but it's Billy still right now. Um, yeah, I'll probably, I've said this to people before, I already have uh, Teddy ab- above Billy in my origin all-time team. I think he's outperformed Billy at that level. I think level, that's, but, that's reasonable. But I'm not going to say that uh, on the field for NRL footy, he's, he's, he's surpassed him yet. So. Yeah. So, all right. So, I, th- I think that's fine. Wingers, I'm going to go with Brett Morris. It has to be one, I think. And, you know, I want to say Alex Johnson, I'm not going to, but like, um, well, I think Brett Morris is a no-brainer. Do you agree before we continue? Yeah, well, the, the, the funny thing is that they there's been some of these things done recently and they did like a team of the last like 30 years, the other, yeah. other year, and the wingers were were Dell and Hazem voted by fans. Well, that's, and I was like, that's awful. Yeah, it's like, what the, like, I, okay, I can get, because Dell's not just NRL era, I can get people putting Wendell Saylor in there. Um, but again, like, he he only played in the NRL for like. Oh well, no, I'm years. saying that was last thirty years. That that. that oh, okay, was, that okay, was. okay. Um, so I can get people putting Dell in there. I get that, but you, as you said, you put in. Um, I think there's a few guys you can make Hazen. arguments for. Like you can make arguments. I'm sorry, you can make arguments for Nathan Merritt, Manu Vatavai. Um, fuck, I don't know. It definitely, I think Brett Morris is definitely one of Brett. them. I'm just trying to think for the other wing, like. Like again, Matt Singh is too early. People yeah, Matt Singh only Matt played Singh. until like the mid two thousands, so he didn't yeah. play enough it's, in the NRL. I think Nathan Merritt is a reasonable answer. I, I really think, do. I think we might be Manu Vatavai though, even though like How? he had bad years. I think he you might could have be just on... said Nathan Merritt. They're the same. Nah. Like they're the, they're the same number of tries basically. Are they on equal? They're really close, wouldn't they? Merritt's Merritt got two more. Ahead. Two more. There you go. Yeah, I'm saying Nathan Merritt. Fuck yours. What are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, but I think it's more because of um, so. like no, I think I'm going with Manu because of the okay. international career as well. Yeah, that's fair. Nathan like Merritt's he... rep career was not great. Yeah, and like Manu <laughs> had a really strong international <laughs> career, and I think he's one of those guys that like because he was so mistake prone as a young fella, Manu. Yeah. I think he's quite underrated in Australian in Australia. Yeah, because we all um, remember him being shit house and then moved on. Centers, I'm saying G.I. and Jamie Lyon. Uh, yeah, G.I. and Hodges. Yeah, okay. Hodges is fair too, but yeah, they're all, all good shouts. Yeah, I think um, that, that's... Yeah, G.I. and Hodges. I mean, yeah. I'd put G.I. at like five of these spots. It was up to me. Yeah, well, so. yes. <laughs> that's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I was more of a Jamie Lyon fan than a Hodges fan, but yeah, they're both great. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I think six and seven is just Thurston and Cronk, right? 
Because again, Fiddler yeah, finished I mean, playing in like 2005, six. So like, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'd probably name Darren Lockyer at the six. But again, uh, he he only played. He finished up. He played like, a lot. He played a lot of NRL. He played football. a lot of I NRL, mean, but like he, he we tried 2010, 2011. 2011, yeah. He, actually, he that's played, quite a lot. That is like, a shitload. Yeah, You're right, actually. So that's he played 355 games and he played three yeah. years before the guess, NRL. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, you're you right. Know, 300 that's NRL games than... under his belt, you know, um, and, and three premierships more than Thurston. Uh, that time. That's true. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's even without Super League, mate. I don't have to include that one to make it four. So yeah, I'm going right. Lockyer at six. Thurston okay. doesn't make the starting Prong. one up. Uh, all right. Um, the The... The hookers, the hookers, I, I think the hooker has to be Robbie Farah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so does he. <laughs> yeah, I bet he does. Yeah, so Cameron Smith's obviously the hooker. Shane Webkey's one of the props. Yeah, um, also, like, Webkey, I don't know if I fully lock him in anymore either, but just because of the timing as well. Yeah. And, like, he, I think there's one thing that prop we've got better at with props over time is that we've got better with, with longevity. Like, Webkey, again, he only played a few years before the NRL, but he, you know, he played the same as Lockyer, threes with NRL, but retired in 2006 and retired at like 31, you know, which yeah. is a young so retirement you for now. And then he has, he has under 200 NRL games. I'll probably have to go Webkey in one of them. But I think like, is it just Petro and Webkey? I was going to say, is it just both of them? Yeah. Yeah. Or like, because like you can't include Lazarus, no. obviously. And then, I mean, is Hargreaves getting in that discussion? He, yeah, he might be. Well, I uh, mean, like, unless you want to, unless you want to count Paul Gallon as a prop, but you can't really no. do that. That's cheating. No, you can't. And that's uh, the same thing. Why? Well, there's other reasons to keep Sam Burgess out, but uh, well, Steve Price is the only but, other one I think you can make yeah, a case and he's, for, right? And he's not as good as those two guys. No, exactly. Yeah, and I do um, think there's probably some current players that might surpass them, but yeah, I think yeah. Petro is at auto lock in there. Back row is harder, but I think that's I think tough. Steve Menzies has to be one. How again? How much did the NRL oh, actually play? He a bit of NRL retired in that oh eight grand after that oh eight grand final. Remember, he went to England. Yeah, I know, I, I know. But try. it's like it just makes me wonder because, like, yeah, I know he debuted in like ninety what three. Yeah, but 94. still, he played oh, almost no, as I much NRL that. as Darren Lockie I get did. that, but all of his try scoring is like before the NRL era, pretty much because he played in the centers. Yeah, I know, but you know that. that's the thing he was made known for, right? And then he, like, yeah. I can't put him in there. I don't think because like wow. in the NRL era, right? Like, he's only in the Blues team like three or four years. Like, if you can't be the best NRL era back row if you want to be the best in your state for most of your career. Mm. Yeah, but um, I mean, he was yeah. quite old at that point. I, I think, like, uh, he just was such a consistently good player for such a long period of time throughout the NRL, yeah, which is... I get it. But, like, also, um, but who was like, he playing the like, bench? He played the bench looking, for the last, like, two years of his career, didn't he? But you're looking at the guys that yeah. missed, like, that played in, like, those last couple of years of Origins instead of him. It's like, you're not going to put guys like Ryan Hoffman in this team, are you? No, oh, God, no. I mean, of course not, but, like... And Highmarsh is my other one. Yeah, Highmarsh could like Highmarsh could be could be it. Like the gross ones is it like Sam Thider, but he finished so poorly mm. the last years of his career. But he was the guy who like walked, oh fuck walked into and the I, NRL. I team guess you so could long. probably argue Boyd Cordner as well. Yeah, you could. I think like you know if we were going on like I could argue Gordon Tallis as well, right? And the same argument as Menzies, but again they both didn't play. Like Menzies played more NRL footy. He'd had a decade of it. Gordy only played what to two thousand and four, so yeah, he didn't have enough. Mm. It's a tough one, mate. Because that position has been one of those ones that pretty much could... everyone who's I'll... come through there has had a couple of good, really good years and moved on. I'll tell you who's in the prop conversation that we forgot. Who? Matt Scott. 
Yeah. Like 16 seasons in the NRL. Yeah, Played for Australia 22 times. Yeah. Queensland won a comp. You're right. He And he also bounced back after, you know, missed, he made origin early and then got moved on and bounced back. I mean, back rowers, mate, I might, like, in the same sense of how we, we were mentioning um, oh, it's, it's, there, it's Look, it's Sam Luke Burgess. Lewis, mate. Luke Sam Lewis Burgess. I might put in there. It's probably Sam Burgess. But did he play enough edge? I don't know. He played edge so. and lock, so it's like, I like, mean, I, I mean, fuck again. Other guys that like, there is obviously with better players in that period, like Gareth Ellis is a fantastic one too, but not enough footy. Yeah, to call yeah, him that's out. true. That's true. And um, that's that's why it's like hard. Like I, I think back row is there's guys back row is probably the hardest one just because there's there were guys that were good for like there were better guys that were better, but they weren't there as long. So it's it depends yeah, on what you're and, valuing. I know, and you look at guys like you know 300 gamers. You can think of like Corey Parker, for example, yeah. moved around. You know, he played yeah. edge, played middle, best footy was at lock. I think Highmarsh is one of them because I think he's, his career is like immediately from the NRL start, right? He's like 98 or 99 and he goes right mm. through to 2012 or 13. So he's yeah. definitely one of them, I think. Yeah. But there's other guys okay. on the other side, edge, like, you know, Luke Lewis had a great period in the back Lewis row, is another a, good shout. But he was a back rower for half the, his career, right? That's you know, true. That's, him, the, that's the tough part. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think it's... And there's, as you said, there's better guys. Like the ceiling, like, like Sam Thorday is up. His best years are up there. Like him and Gareth Ellis, and when Sam Burgess on there, those guys are like up there as their best years. But their best, like Thorday's full best years, weren't there, were they? Oh fuck, we're forgetting what? a pretty good one. I hate him, but Chock Watmo. Yeah, he was good, but it's, I mean, pretty just, good. like if you ask any Manly fan who's a bigger legend out of him and Menzies, they'd all say Menzies, right? Of course they would, but everyone always says the older player. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, they're not that much older. It's not like they fucking from different eras. Only like, it's like five or six years older. It's not like yeah, I know, but it's like the eras are very I'm, different. I'm just like, looking through most... the when the NRL.com did in 2019 did their teams of the decade. Just looking back at some of these teams, yeah. like so Tamalolo and Sam Burgess were in 22 out of 23 teams, and I don't know whether that's recency bias, but um, yeah. So, but they, yeah, uh, that being the decade makes it the. Obviously, well, yeah, different and like well. only three guys were unanimous in all 23 teams. There was GI Smith and Thurston, so Slater only made yeah. 22 out of 23 teams. Matt Scott was in 20, so we should probably include him. Um, he, well, he definitely gets on the bench, mate. Like, yeah. and I think isn't that team with Decker? Aren't people sneaking Sambo's in as a prop, though? Uh, just he's picking... on the in, in the in the official one, he's on an edge, like he's he's on the edge, but I'm not going to scroll through all 21 of the people yeah, who voted. That's in. right. I just yeah, I remember that when they went came around. There were some really good ones, and there was some. Well, oh, they did ones. a bench too. So like a bunch of people, it's like Sam Burgess on the bench and stuff. Yeah. So like I think Burgess just didn't play enough second row. Like I think he there we go. He's got, he got he sixty played games way more in lock. the back he row. He played way so. more lock. Yeah, so forty-seven so games, including locks in a, a super league too, right? Back row. So lock. lock we haven't done yet. Is there's Tamalolo, Gallon, oh, Tamalolo, Parker, yeah, easy Burgess. I don't think it's easy. Yeah, I think at his best, he was like at his peak. He's been the most damaging, but like. I don't think he has the. Like, I don't think he's got the runs on the board of guys like Gallon or Burgess or even Corey Parker in terms of like dur- durability reckon? and sort of being able to sustain that level for like. When well, I, okay. I agree that his peak is the best out of all those players, but I don't know. It's tough. It's tougher I than mean, you think. You say that, but I think his peak, like I, I think it's gone longer than you might remember it going. If you get me, he started hitting like one forty meters a game in twenty fourteen. And that's gone like 150 yeah. the next year, 15, 160, 200, 180, 200, 200, 160. Like that's that many years in a row of average. Like, I don't think he's numbers. been like, I, I don't think he's been that good in the last two or three years, if you get me. Like, I don't think he's yeah. been better than Cam Murray the last two or three years. Yeah. Okay. Look, fair or enough. Or Isaiah. Um, 
yeah, I, I, if offered to my team, I think I'd probably take him still, if you get me. If, yeah, like, if, no, I was offered, I, I, if I was offered I'm... one season of them, if I was offered their oh, career yeah, from here, you... I'd take Ken Murray. If I was offered one season, I'd probably still take Tamalo because he's worked on his ball playing somehow. Yeah. But, uh, like, I, I just I, think... I just... Body of work, I think you can make like I get you can you can t- take time a lot. I'm not saying it's a bad fit, but I'm yeah. not, I don't think it's like a slam dunk. I think there's like S- Sam Burgess was like for for whatever his off field faults were, and I'm not trying to downplay them, but like that dude trans that dude is a large that dude transformed South Sydney mm. like more or less. Um, best player best player in a grand final winning team, our best couple of years there where he's the best forward in the competition comfortably, and then. With Gallon and Parker, you've got the longevity argument and the importance to their team as well. And I know Parker played, bounced around, played a bit of edge as well, but he played a lot of games at lock for the Broncos. And he's probably yeah. behind the other three in this discussion, but I think his name deserves yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah I agree. I guess we mentioned, but yeah, I just think like, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I also think like Tamalala moved to lock, right? First time he's created back into 2014. Mm. And him going to lock immediately, the Cowboys are contenders and won the comp. And I know That's they true. already had Thurston and then they had Matt Scott, but. That was a team that floundered forever. And since Tamalolo's been there, he's actually been like, they had a bad year last year and the year before that. But like for a lot of their good football, it's been on the back of him, you know? And yeah. I know, I know you said gallons that run on the board, runs on the board. And it's quite funny if you look at like, I remember looking at rolling average of meters per, like, sorry, all time most meters made. If you go year by year, you know, those like graphs you see, some like people post them like where there's, Oh, you know, so like yeah, so it's yards. like those bar graphs, and then suddenly yeah, and they move. Gallon's yeah. winning for ages, and then Tamalolo yeah. shoots past. Yeah, him. I, I did one with Gallon. Yeah. like years ago, and he was that he was the real first stat patter, like the real first dude to really get into getting lots of meters. That you know, like he's been doing that forever, and he was he's still the all-time run meters leader by a, a mile. So you're right; he probably deserves to be in that. He deserves to be in the conversation also. But I just feel like um, Tamalolo. When I do this, if I did this exercise in three years, I feel like it would be easy to just easy, instantly say Tamalolo. What if we just put Tamalolo and Gallon in the boxing ring together? He can fight him that's after he fights idea. Justin Hodges anyway. and Ben Hannon. Well, there we go. We put a long time on that, considering we weren't going to. But that's there's, there's a third oh, inch. Um, yeah, and he asked us for both of our teams. Like, no, nah, well, that, that nah, we can nah. we can do that properly in the off season. Maybe that sounds fun. Yeah, okay, uh, Ed Burton, do you remember Matt Singh as a rooster or a cowboy? At the Roosters, he made the finals every season, including an appearance in 2000 where they lost to the Broncos and he played in Five Star Origins. At the Cowboys, he made the finals only twice, but one of those seasons, they went to their grand final and he played in three losing origin series. Yeah, and also he scored that hat-trick in the first week of the finals in 2004, which is, I think, for a lot of people in our age bracket, they're like formative Matt Singh memory. Yeah, I mean, I know what he's saying, but he had a better try-scoring rate at at the Cowboys. He also scored That's in a grand final for the Cowboys. Yeah, and also he was at the Roosters. They've had so many good players. He's just another yeah. Rooster. He is at one of those Cowboys, guys. Though. He's one of the first guys that when the Cowboys were good, he was there. Yeah, he is one of those guys though that like you don't realize he played more games for this team than that team. Like no one realizes Royce Darcy played more games for South than the Bulldogs, mm. like, for example. Like, um, and yeah, he's one of those played dudes, more for you wouldn't realize he played more games for Roosters than he did for Cowboys, but I think most people remember him more as a Cowboys player. But he scored more tries for the Cowboys in fewer games. That's true. Good point. Mm. Yep. Uh, next question, uh, Sam Stevens. Who are your top five athletes who had their best ever season and they were also the most dominant in their respective league? That's a hard. That's a well, like what's that question? Oh, okay. <laughs> top five um, athletes who had their best ever season in their and in their respective league. I don't understand what that means. Uh. Well, Lamar Jackson won the unanimous MVP. That's I mean my number one. That, that was the best 
season I've ever had watching a player that on a team I support. Yeah. I don't know, but it's like, are we saying like, you know, Messi, Blundor, like, are we saying LeBron, MVP? And that were also the most dominant. I don't really understand that part of the question. Like, is he saying like the top five seasons from like the goats of the sports? Is that what he's saying? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Who had the best, who were your top five athletes who had their best season ever and that were also the most dominant in their respective league? Yeah. So the best season by the best players, what he's saying? Like, I don't, I'm, yeah, I don't know if we can uh, if we can answer it. <laughs> I understand the uh, question. I'm just gonna. I'll talk about Lamar Jackson for 20 minutes. 2006, Darren Lockyer. Okay, there you go. But um, LeBron every year from 2003 well, until present. Well, your LeBron James should have had the unanimous MVP, but it, that dickhead who <laughs> um one vote away, it was good. So the dudes who don't vote for like. Hall of Fame baseballers because like no one should go in unanimously. It's like you're just a loser. Dude. Yeah, and that, that that year was 49 votes for LeBron and one vote for Carmelo Anthony in 2013. Simpler times. Go out, people yeah. with dipshits. And and he what was, was a recent. Boston, and it was what, a Boston dude. Of course, he, of course, he was. What was the, There was like a recent one with that in a sport, but I can't remember what it was. So there was like Bill Polian and didn't pick Lamar Jackson as like his MVP when every other GM that was polled or every other expert that was polled did and it was like you're just bitter because you called him a wide receiver and you're a dumb old fuck who doesn't know anything about football and he proved you wrong yep <laughs> nailed it anyway we've yeah. sounds usually good we haven't got an answer for that one anyway Luke Smith, you, he says you guys have talked about your issues with the dallian process what's your ideal scenario for how it should work i've wondered about changing the score into something on the lines of a bonus if a team actually wins for example a bonus point if you get three points and a win a bonus Half point if you get mm. two points and a win or something similar. Yeah. Uh, I hate that. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't sorry, like Luke. that, but I do think that winning should matter a little bit. It shouldn't be the be all and end all. Like, I don't just automatically think the Dallas should go to the best player on the team that came first. But I do find it ridiculous that we've had several instances in the past where, like, Jared Hayne or Jonathan Thurston teams have finished, like, 12th. And that player, is, and been like, yeah, this guy was the best player in the club. He wasn't. Yeah, but he just wasn't. The, the pro- like, like, problem with this one that Luke's proposed is that yeah. Jared Hayne generally only got three points when they won, right? That's true. They win eight games a year and he'd get three points yeah. in every single one. So essentially he's getting four points when they win. Yeah. Um. It's like, but like for mine, like, you guys, we've had this before. And we, we even tried to do it and we gave up on it just with the effort and didn't really, people didn't really respond after the first eight weeks. But anyway, I'm more of the opinion, just like other sports and they're never always right and they never will be. MVP voting is what I prefer, and um, it was not going to yeah, change. MVP you know, voting is end, my prefer preferred treatment. Well. Again, it only is. goes to winners, and as you said, mate, it won't go to a, a loser. You know, a bad team. It but won't. Like, and if you don't know what that is, that's yeah. just at the end of the year, like a collection of journalists and experts and coaches. And are these coach are coaches involved? I can't remember, but like, just rank their top ten players in the sport, and whoever gets the most points wins. Mm-hmm. And um, then they go through and do all, you know, all the uh, all NBA teams and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, you know, with with that, I do think with Dallas, we've said it before, but not all games are created equal. We can say what we want, but they're not. They're really not. Same thing, like even as a Broncos fan, you know, a good performance against the Knights is not worth the same as a good performance against the Storm. And the Dallas treats it as such. And I've seen people try and weight Dallas as well with that based on like form with other team and similar. And it's, I don't know, it's just a, a flawed voting system for mine. And um, that's just yeah, my opinion on it. And it won't really change, even though I know it's just, the NRL is not going to change, you know, maybe yep. they'll change at some point, but it's still going to stay like, some form of voting based on three, two ones of every week. You'd think. 
Yeah. Uh, I prefer an MVP system, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, Luke also asks, you're both multi-sports as team guys. Mm. Gun to your head and you actually... Gun to your head and actually watch consume content around two of your teams ever again. Who are you choosing? Wow. You have to choose. Does two. that include the sport? I don't know. He that says, changes my head, answer. Watch content around two of your teams ever again. Who are you choosing? Okay. One so Souths are one regardless, and I'm, the Broncos are one regardless for you. But my other answer changes depending on whether it means you can no longer watch the sport. If you can no longer watch the sport, Leads are my leads are my second choice, but if it's just the team, then the Ravens are my second choice. Because I well, yeah. I can I I would rather like I love Leeds, right? But like also not being <laughs> able to watch the Socceroos and the World Cup and stuff would be awful. Whereas, um, if it's if I can watch the Ravens and still watch the Super Bowl and stuff, but also watch the World Cup and Socceroos, then that's better. But if it's if it's, if it's the entire sport, it's rugby league and and soccer. Yeah, oh, we have got. Uh, I'll mention after this. We have some breaking news, but uh, oh. I'll mention after my one here. Uh, I'm the same, but different teams. Broncos locked in, and then if it was based on the sport or the league. Like the Packers are my second team based purely on my. I've been following them for twenty plus years at this point. But if it was, I had to stop watching the league or the sport. It'd be the You'd Cavaliers. The Cavs. Yeah, yeah, because I MB, like, It's also a numbers thing, right? There's only twenty odd weeks of NFL. You year. watch basketball every day when it's on. Basketball's on every day forever. You know, it's not it's 20 odd weeks on the weekend and then NFL and it's at bad times. And whilst I love watching it, it's like I don't really as as an adult and obviously in the into the future as well, if I have kids and stuff, I'm not gonna be able to sit down for four hours on like and watch it straight. I wouldn't think, yeah. you know. And even then it's not even on weekends here for us, but when it's on um in played in uh England. But yeah, I otherwise in, in NBA, if I had to pick mm-hmm. the league as well. But yeah. Next question. Yeah. Um, oh, no, what was, what was the breaking news? news? Uh, Cam Munster has officially rejected the Storm's latest, latest offer. Wow. And confirmed he's going to the market. Oh, but I was told Latrell Mitchell was going to go to the Dolphins. Who said that? Like one guy. Oh, was it Wayne Bennett? It was not. <laughs> he's been the one saying this stuff about Cam Munster. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if it was him uh, tapping up Latrell publicly. But yeah, yeah, he said he's officially going to the market. The report is on uh, November first. But yeah, that I, I was going to mention it last week in the podcast. Well, yes, on the podcast, I just didn't. But they've totally bottled that. The storm have let. Like, I guess they assumed with his off-field incident last year that after re-signing Hughes, Grant, and Pappenhausen, Munster would stay on a decent deal, friendly deal. But they've totally bottled that because it's lining up again with. A club that does have an open cap that has Wayne yep. Bennett there that it, like if there's any player they're going to offer one point three or one point four a ridiculous amount of money to it's him and the, and that's not, fine that's fine and the storm have only got up to I can't believe eight hundred thousand a year that's it are you kidding yeah. me yeah yeah that's not enough like he's again not every week he's never going to be the guy every week but on his day and when he gives a fuck he's a top three player in the NRL to me mate. Yeah, like he is like he. I'm not sure now. if he's the best player, but if like you contextualize it with what the Dolphins are doing, they need to have a star player. They need to have a guy that can take games by the scruff of their neck. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it makes perfect sense for them to make him the highest paid player in the competition. Yep, yeah. and uh, you know, one of the biggest dogged in players in NRL as well, mate. Older, that's true. Unless yeah. they're losing, then he just dogs it 
Uh-huh. Well, he's still a dog, but <laughs> different type. Yeah. But I can't believe that. I know like the original offer was like 700K or whatever, but I can't believe that that's all they can get to. Crazy. Like what's well, I think what's Pappenhausen probably on that about, about that much himself. Just do what they like, did before. I don't understand. I don't know. Like, no, so, just yeah, like start it. cheating again. Like yeah. it worked last time. Yeah, I think Pappenhausen's on like seven fifty to eight hundred a year. And I think that's like offensive that Cam Munster is not worth more than that. Yeah. Just buy him a boat. Fuck. Yeah, why not? But yeah, it'd be weird seeing him in a different jersey and um who knows like yeah, but one point three added two board of directors nuts. at Crown Casino. Yeah, I can't get my um my head around that only offering eight hundred k. He's their best player by like uh, look. They've got some good players. I'm not interested in getting bogged down in the arguments about who's their best player again that like we've had in the past. But like, I think Cam Munster's their best player, mate. No, I'm not saying with you. Just in general, because people will go Jerome Hughes or oh, this this guy that guy. No, Cam Munster's their best player. He always has been, and it's mm-hmm. crazy to me that they're letting this happen. Yeah, I think I think for them their most valuable player long term is Harry Grant because of um they've lost Brandon Smith. That's true. So hard to replace. And also Cam Munster's in his late twenties. So I get if you had to prioritize keeping one of those two, I probably would have kept Yeah, sure. Harry. But Cam Munster is their best player. And we've seen this week and last week, in case of emergency, break glass and put Cam Munster a fullback and he can still fucking do it. And he was still and he's still better than Pappenhausen there. He's better than Hughes Jer- is like the, a year younger than him, right? Yeah, the, the Jerome versus him stuff, like that's sort of in a discussion. Anyone who says that is an idiot. Like honestly. We've seen what Munster can do at multiple levels of the game too. People oh. love Wani watching Origin. He's one of the best Origin players. Look at that. Add, add another one to the birthday list. Matt Bungard, Thomas Muller, Shane Warne, and Cameron Munster. There you go. Yeah, but Munster 13, turns 28 this year. So, you know, he's not a spring chicken. And he, but mm. we know players are playing their good footy into, into a decent age. It like he's finally taking his preparation a bit do more Do you think serious. if I message him, we can have a joint birthday party? Sure. Okay. Sure. But yeah, he's, yeah, he's the best six in the game. I don't think that's a discussion. No Snapchats allowed. And he's one of the best fullbacks in the game when he plays back there. Mm. Like, yeah, I think that'd be a great signing for the Dolphins if it happens. But I can't believe they can't get above 800k. Crazy, it's terrible. It's, it's That's actually offensive. insane. It's like a, the amount of players oh, you get pay 800k. You take a year. you, you got to take that rich list thing with a bit of a grain of salt. But mm. I'd imagine there's at least partial kernels of truth to it. And of course, there's dudes on that list that are getting paid more than that that like should not be. And a lot of that is just bad roster management. It is, but. Yeah. You know who didn't have but any was... bad contracts on that list, by the way? The South Carolina. Didn't you? No. It was like, we had like four players on it. It was like Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell, Damian Cook, Tom Burgess. And then it was like Cody Nicarino. And Lachlan Ilias. You're forgetting the Ilias. Oh, sorry. No, he's got, he makes so much money that he wasn't on the rich list. By the way, they have Cody on there on 650. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're claiming. <laughs> yeah. Which is like unders, like gigantic unders, but. No, Cody Nicarima, 650. Oh, were they both around them. the same? So I didn't know which one you were talking about. But yes. no, Cody Nicar- yeah, they're about the same. But yeah, like you go on, go on that list though, right? That thing and- was hilarious how many people think that like DCE and Ben Hunter overpaid. It's like, do you understand yeah. how few halfbacks there are? But like- the thing is, if, at least you said it, it's not right. It's not accurate. But if you go on that list and you go around, what, 700, say 700K, right? It's like Chad Townsend, you know, 700, yep. Tyson Frizzell, 700, Zach Lomax, 700, Cotone Stag, 700. You're telling I me just- you wouldn't give 800K to Munster? I just went through and clicked... Things? Bargain on all the bad player contracts. I could get bargain on all of them. When yeah, it's like, oh, Andrew Mafita for nine hundred grand a year. That is a yeah. bargain. You know, David Clemmer eight hundred, Wade Graham eight hundred, still for example, whatever. Bargain. But there's this is not an argument in mind that he's a million dollar player, especially when the cat's apparently going up a million bucks next year. Like, yeah, ridiculous. How does that work? Because like I know in the past a lot of people's deals were tied into the cap, like they went up exponentially. Does that still happen? Mm. 
Mate, I don't know because I know at one point they tried to, they restricted some of that because of yeah. just like you can't create cap space, mate. Everyone's contracts go up. That's so true. They can't, you can't increase the cap. It's like in the NBA when they increase the cap and max one stuff move, but if everyone's ca- contracts went up with it, there'd never be cap space. Because like it so, would be seismic to the competition if suddenly all the good teams had an extra million dollars in cap space next year. Yeah. So there obviously would be some things that the percentage is based on it or similar, but mm. I don't know, mate. Honestly, I don't maybe know the, we could get Cam Munster. We don't need yeah, him. He could play fourteen or something, but like we could get him. Yeah, he could play center, yeah. mate. There maybe, yeah. Why not? Um, okay. Anyway, that's interesting. Uh, next question. Oh, I haven't got an answer for this at all. Cam bears okay. with five favorite sets of biceps currently in the league at all oh. time. I don't really oh. check the biceps out. I couldn't they, tell you. They're usually co- They're usually at least partially yeah. covered by jerseys. Yeah. Jordan Ricky's got a set of pipes on him. He does, and so does um, so does like Marty to power, but like yeah, we did it. We answered it. T- there's two. <laughs> we did it. We're on to Indianapolis. Let's go. <laughs> okay, uh, not so mature age student. I I read this one earlier because I didn't understand it at first, but he said we have discovered a barbecue and a rainbow are two of the three Horcruxes in the NRL. What is the third? Okay. So I'm guessing <laughs> I know Horcrux is a, is a Harry Potter thing, but so does, does that question. mean they kill your season, right? So what it is? Yeah, so like in in Harry Potter, the Horcruxes were like um, the objects with like the fragments of Voldemort's soul in them. Mm. So like you had to get them all together to like kill him, basically. Yeah, I'm only paraphrasing. Individually, like, they kill something individually, though, right? No, it, it, he's saying that like these are the like unholy objects of NRL seasons mm-hmm. that have derailed competitions. So like, what's what's the other one to complete the set? Someone's um, death, which is unfortunate, but that's well, that's the other one, right? Jesus Christ! The, well, the barbecue was not this year. You could have said something no. from the past. I could have, but I'm saying, but that, you know, that's done it in the past as well, though, right? When people, it's true. you know, so I'm not saying it's killed the cowboy season yet, but it has in the past. Uh, what are, what other news things have killed a, a season? Um, um Asada Rainbow Asada, yeah, dr- cheating on drugs, yep, getting caught that cheating is, the cap. The, the, yeah, Ian Schubert's a Horcrux, big one. Uh, if if you're a Dragons fan, it's like July. Whenever July hits, ah, it's like fuck, yeah. season's over. Like, if you're the if you're the Broncos, it's just Origin, right? Just the Origin, yeah. But that's I think that's changed a lot now. Anyway, like I don't know for us, but a lot of teams are getting through a lot better than they used to. So. Mm. I think just general with play player recovery is better than it's ever been. So yeah, I don't well, know. Titans but... Jared Hayne and it went to shit. Yeah, that's he's another good one. Just team in general. It's the worst Jared thing Hayne. he's ever done. No, joking, joking. <laughs> um, okay, anyway. Okay, have we got an answer or not? We'll move on. I don't know. We named yeah, like okay. seven things. What do you want? Yeah, no, that's it. Uh not he also asked, Do you think Kalen's dad keeps getting his son into theme parks at kids' <laughs> prices? Or would his confidence <laughs> and pushing an absurd lie get him in? Well, if Kalen wears the no, Matt. Um, yeah, yes, yes is the answer. He gets yeah, all yeah. the strawberry milkshakes he can he can drink. Although you wouldn't <laughs> want to drink a strawberry milkshake and then go on a roller coaster, would you? Yeah, over on the Discord, Jez asks, is Bulbasaur a frog or a dinosaur? This question threw me because it's like, all right, imagine for a second if you were like, um, like you had two answers to something that people had debated. Imagine, remember the dress thing when people are like, is this dress blue mm. or is it gold? Mm. Yeah. Jez's question is essentially, is this dress blue or is it red? Like he's introduced dinosaur into the equation, which no sane human being has ever said. Bulbasaur is either a frog or a turtle. And he is a frog. I, I You know what? I had never thought about it either way. Yeah. And someone's like, oh, he's got sore in his name. It's like, who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. He's a frog. 
Does it make Charmander a man? Yes. Oh, yeah. So Charmander <laughs> is a salamander. Charmeleon is a chameleon. He evolves into yeah. a bigger animal that represents a smaller animal. Use your fucking brains. Sort your lives out. Um, He's a frog. Yeah. And also, the guy that designed him Pokemon. said he was a frog. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Like onion, uh, yeah, I haven't really un- thought about it before. It's bubble sort of, I just Googled it. Oh, you're right. There's a lot of people who've asked this question. Yes. It doesn't, doesn't really look frog like a frog. Or turtle. No one thinks he's a dinosaur. Yeah. Well, if I look at him now, he looks... I don't know. He doesn't look like either. Probably more like a frog than he looks like a, t- than he looks like a turtle. But... Well, the th- reason he's not a turtle is because Squirtle is a turtle. And there wouldn't be two yeah. turtles. That'd be crazy. Also, if you Google... If you just type the words onion frog into into Google, like a bunch of Bulbasaur pictures come up. So He's definitely an onion frog. That's Now yeah, you're onto something. Uh, Joe asked, the Panthers were able to win without Cleary and Luai, but failed to do so tonight. Has it proved Dylan Woods is the most important player in the team? Yes. Wheat Gut said, should the Panthers have the NRL investigate if this storm loss was legitimate? It has sparked no joy with me. <laughs> oh. Why is he why has it sparked no joy? I don't know. Uh he's a Panthers fan, so why would why would it spark joy? I don't know. Eddie NZ, what's the argument against players' names in the back of jerseys? Is there even one? Yeah, costs. No, there isn't one. That's the argument. What? But they'd costs. make more money. I know, but that's through... I get that, but it's costs. Yeah, but like you can't just say, like, I get what you're saying. I get that they think that, but, like, it's not an argument because they'd actually make money from it. Well, it depends. Like, they don't want to do full-blown jersey numbers for some reason. Anyway, but it's like, if it was every week wearing a different jersey with a, with a number on it, that's a lot of effort and cost. Mm. Um, next question comes from Six again. In the light of Serraldo signing for the Dogs after Gus was using his media platform to warn him off other clubs, what's your favourite <laughs> rugby league conflict of interest? Jesus Christ. Um, uh, next, I mean, uh, this rugby league is a conflict of interest. Everything. Right? Um, There's a lot, but yeah. Every sport has them, though. We're among the worst at it, though. Yeah. Like, it's not like... Like Phil Jackson isn't like on like six TV shows a week, like running the agendas of the NBA. And he could be if he wanted to be. Yeah, but he's not. Is the point? Yeah. And also, Stephen <laughs> A. Smith's not like running an NBA team. But in Australia, people do both of those jobs. They do. Um, okay. Next question. It's Morgs. If Des really is gone after many loss slash end of the season, where to for him now? Does he ever coach again or call it a day? He's one of the best coaches of the modern era, and he gets yeah. slept on a little bit in that regard. Um, I don't know why they'd move on from him. It's not his fault half his roster decided to derail their season over a shirt. And yeah. you got to remember, oh, they no. played the entire year without their best player, which matters. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and they were uh, winning games at one point without their best player. He has a yeah. career-winning record with Manly, with the Bulldogs. Like, He took the know. Bulldogs. Have you seen the team he took the... Fucking Bulldogs to grand final with in 2014. The 2012 team at least had Barber and stuff on it, but like mm-hmm. 2014 team was pretty bad and they made a grand final. He never had a losing season at um, mainly after his first year. Crazy. Uh, like first year in charge. He had a losing in 2020 as well, but you know, like when he first, first in at Man, never had a losing season after his first year. And that wasn't a great squad he took over either right back then. And then at the Dogs, like, the dogs, his worst year was his was his what, last year when they went ten and fourteen. Yeah, like, and that's when they knowing he was leaving. But and I know they got they got frustrated with him by the end. But yeah, took that team to a grand final. I know those are in years gone by, but still, right now, Manly. I know people have questions about the decisions he makes, all that kind of stuff every every week. But 
I mean, come on. He's still he's still one of the best 16 coaches in the country. Like, he would Easily. definitely coach again. If if he, if they let him go, he'd get another job to coach again. He would get sure. another job. And like, yeah, this year's fallen apart for them, but still they were sitting in eighth in round 18. You know, they yeah. were in the finals and then they've had injuries and they've had the incident we spoke about. They've used 31 players, like whatever. I don't know why. I don't, honestly, I can't get my head around why any Manly fan wouldn't want to keep him. It's crazy. It's not because a Brad like, Arthur situation either. Like they made a prelim last year, for God's sake. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, they've done this before. <laughs> you know, yes. it's just like when people, Broncos fans wanted to punt Wayne the second time. While they're good again now, it's like, you guys remember what happened last time? We mm. did that. Like, then we did it again. It's like, oh, this didn't go well. It's like, yeah, it didn't go well last time either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, and it's in one of those basketball. I know we do like the who you're punting in for, but. Honestly, if you're going to let a guy like Dez go, you have to bring in someone competent. And who's left now? Trent Barrett. Yep. Bring Run it back. back. Run it back. But yeah, he, like he had a his second year. Like he bought, when he went in there, he had a pretty average manly team. But his second year, mate, he went in there with like, was his halves like Michael Monaghan and, and Travis Burns? Sounds vaguely whatever. familiar. And they, and they did lose most of their games towards the end of the season. But they were, they, they were like second or third halfway through the year that year. Dez's first year at Manly. But yeah, it was like, yeah, Witt and Monaghan were his, were his halves in a final. He had Luke Williamson at hooker in the halves. in the, Sorry, in, at hooker in the finals that year. He did, he's done a good job for Manly most of the time. I don't know why they get rid of him. Anyway, next question. Eddie NZ, with three rounds to go, what did, we did that one already. You asked it yesterday. Justin, as pair of avid... Next question. <laughs> <laughs> not asking that one to us. Uh, V8 Tiger says, can the West Tigers literally do nothing right? And uh, yeah, that's a f- grand final with the Dragons. They, then, I have no idea how that happened. I'd love to understand how that happened, but they they put on their wall, the Central Excellence, like all their you know, best players. And in Benji Marshall's bio, they've written, he won a premiership at the Dragons. Just what? third in the Dally M's count as a premiership? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. More than it's accurate. Uh, Josh Tomo 98 says, when have you been carried by someone in a video game or sport? Ah, well, this is direct reference to yesterday where we won five four ghost crowns in a row and he won the final for us in there the last two. So you've got yours. Cool. Sport, I played... Five in um, a row. I played basketball like, a couple of years ago and I was by far the worst player in the competition by a distance. But competition? Carried... Not oh, even team? Oh, yeah, no, by Jeez. a distance. Oh. Um yeah, but carried by um, well, I mean, you know, Bunga, me and you and Cambo and shit, who would never never play basketball, playing each other is not really preparation for playing actual basketball. That's true. Uh, but you know, I had fun. But carried by like what's your name, Terry Mortimer, who averaged like I don't know fifty points a night. It felt like but, <laughs> a good team in general. But I, I could like they could have played before and won that comp. You know, wow. So, um, it was weird being a passenger because like obviously like. I don't mm. do many sports now anyway, and I, I'm pretty shit when I do anything now compared to when I was younger. But it's just weird being like, you know, I wasn't a passenger when I grew up playing footy, but now anytime I join, I'm like, because I don't play like, basketball, I'm, I'm going to be a passenger. You know, I don't play it. But yeah. Uh, you gotta, you gotta, Sorry. You got to be you got to be a glue guy if you're a passenger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was always a glue yeah, guy everywhere. on baseball teams. Yeah. Uh, Chanks Bro says that's Campo says Melbourne playing Munster at fullback a tribute to Justin Hodges or a disgusting attempt to hijack the OSIC vibes around the place. <laughs> could be both. It could be both. Um, I mean, I'm gonna hate that he's gonna come into Suncorp this week at fullback and just ruin us. Yeah. Oh well. Um, 
Brenton Sloan, are the Newcastle Knights of the club in West Vision right now than they were in the dark days of 15 to 17? If not, how does it compare to that period? More importantly, what do they have to do to turn it around? Mate, they're not in a worse position, but they're, they're in a more frustrating position. They are. They're, they're not in a worse position because they actually do have first grade footballers on their, in their roster. You know, and um, mate, the thing to turn around, like, I think we can sit here and say it's really easy to say all the things they can do, but like, they're not going to do a lot of turnover at that joint. Let's be real. They're not. So If Manly punted Des for some reason, he could lob up there and turn them yeah. into a very good team very quickly. But yeah, it's quite, you know, they've been, they know they've got different owners and similar now and who have a lot of money, but it doesn't seem like they've been making the right decision off the field. The Peter Parker decisions are moving in the right direction, but yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't like, it's easy to say, you know, replace the CEO, replace the coach, get better players. That's the answer to say anywhere, you know? I think yeah, a lot of it uh, can change different coach and then having like, honestly, we know we've seen this in other sports, mate. If you have a couple of decent players, key positions, it just, it, it can just do its, do its own job, mate. But they have to well, get better at their junior identification and retention. I also don't think people understand how, like people, people might be forgetting a little bit just how bad they were. Mm. They won one game in one of those seasons. One. Yes. One and I know that the teams feel the guys fans feel darker now because they walked with pride back then for some reason. They kept turning out people feel darker because they thought they're going to be better now. It is but funny, they're, they're a better team than them. They were in the finals last year, they are in a bad spot before. right now. But like you, you go back, like they have they haven't had the floodgates open to players leaving still yet. They haven't, you know, which they had back then. They had you know guys leaving mid season who couldn't wait to get out of there, like the so, Sims boys, but like. They have a lot more good players now. I mean, I know it's not perfect, but they have, what, how many Origin players? Like, Saifides, Clemmer was probably of that standard. Ponga. You know, Sales played Origin, Ponga, Gagai. Like, they got a lot of better players than when they had when the dark days happened, you know? So, yeah. Anyway, I think that's the last, that's the last question. Yeah, We're good. we did it. We did All right. do it. Before we get out of here, got a quick chat to the people in the top two tiers on our Patreon subscription service. And they are Luke Hilton, Ed Burton, Kicks Outs Out of the Comp, Bronco from Birth, Stoned Gossard, Joey Gooch, The Black Vegetable, Rocky and Rafi, My Arms, They Go a Flip, Flop, Flip, Flop, Flip, Jez, The Not So Mature Student, Mr. Beefy, Joel Wrigley, Anthony Angus, Schneiderfield Scores, Reese Brown, Stephen Hickey, Luke Ferguson, James K, TB, Seymour Butts, Cam Beswick, Leon, and Anonymous Backer, Doc Hogg, Morgan Watkins, Josh Brandon, Swarzy, Mads, Thor Laycock, Jace Felix Farmworth, Razor, Tom Hardy, Matthew Duggan, Stu, Jason, Wayne Ritchie, Simon, Ty, Butsy, Was, Roxanne Clark, Michael Murray, Lachlan Hancock, Lifelong Dolphins fan, Chris Abnell, Shunter, Rowan Edwards, Dan Cullinane, Party Keg, Dave, Never Trendy, and Frankie. I sorted those in the wrong order today. What? How? I don't know. I think that must be by... Uh, what's the sorted by? It might be by join date, actually. So Frankie, day one. King. Yeah, we, we knew. No, it is because Luke was one of Shout our new patients and ones. I read his name first. So, yeah, the real ones. The Who are the day ones? Well, Frankie is. Frankie is. A lot of these are one. day ones, but we have uh, <laughs> how many are day ones actually? Let me check. One, two, three, four, five. We got three, six, 11 day ones. 11. That's not bad. Day one. Good on you. The rest of you are fine too, but you're not day ones. So. Yeah. I mean, the rest of you, you, you've been there, but have you? Yeah. So the last eleven names I read in that readout, shout yeah, out them. You know, you, yeah, it's good. Oh, brutal for the brutal for the brutal for the people on March tenth instead of March 9th. Brutal. Mm. No, I should have no, should have acted faster. 
That's true. That's true. They only got themselves um, to blame at this point, mate. Yeah. That's also true. Oh, I'm going to go to the footy tomorrow night, I think. Yeah. I hope we Looks win. Well, you, sh- you should win. Yeah. Like, I mean, you should win. Anyway, I hope yeah. you, I hope you right. do for, for your sake. Thank you. Oh, if you lose fine, to that mate. Panthers team, you might have a mental breakdown. That's true. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And that's a goodbye from me. <laughs>